Spouse. And who? Vimeo. Oh my goodness, I can't even pronounce that. Vimeo. Vimeo. Okay, well. Glad. We're glad to have them all. Welcome to Rashawn Messianic Bible Club at Soldiers for Christ Community Church. Global Community Church. Sorry, Pastor Ben. I wasn't reading. And uh, we're getting ready to start. How, what, what number is this, Pastor Ben? 160 since we finished the classes. That's how we know how long it's been since we finished the Hebrew classes. So it's been 100. How many? 160? Wow. Praise God. Okay. So the first thing I want to do is, is um, from last night, because this is kind of like part two, but it's not more about numbers. It's more about what God has done. Because um, the numbers are perfect. Uh, and uh, the... The uh, but the the words are per perfect as well. That's what the Lord said to me. He said, my word, my numbers are just as good as my words. You know, this just as powerful and just as good as the word. So inside of the Bible is a numerical Bible that is speaking the exact same thing. OK. And one of the things I showed you guys last night was um, on page three of your notes where it says, Bereshit bara Elohim et hashamayim va'et ha'aretz. And of course, God starts it off with what? Seven words, right? So it starts off with seven words that say, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. But each one of them, those words have a numerical value. So um, as I was looking at this, what I did, what, what, what we did, I'll say, 5708 equals... 5 plus 7 plus plus 8 equals 20. 1 plus 9 plus 4 plus 8 equals 22. And God is like, this is the year. This is the year of the beginning of the uh, Israel receiving the, the 70th week of Daniel. The 70th week of Daniel is the last seven years of Israel's history. Because God owes them seven years. Okay? Um, so... Um, that seven years that God owes them will be tribulation. So if, if this is the year in, on Hebrew that they came back into existence, and it's the same for, the, for our calendar, 1948 is 5708, then God already knew that 2022 was very significant, right? So that's why when you go to Deuteronomy and you go to the scripture that's for 2022, it says, if only they knew it was the end. If only they were wise and they knew that it was the end, right? Because a lot of people don't really um, know that Israel was rebirthed or anything or anything about the Bible at all. So God wanted me to know that you're not the first one to do this. That's 29, 4, 8, that's 22. Because God wanted me to know, like, even from the very beginning in Genesis, as he separated the word, like, better sheep means, is um, 913. But instead of 913, God goes 9 plus 1 plus 3, and that equals 13, which is the Hebrew word for love, which is also the Hebrew word for rebellion, right? So it's the number of rebellion, and it's the word love in Hebrew. So the beginning of this whole thing, 
starts with God's love conquering rebellion. And then the next two is like uh, bara is 203, but two plus um, uh, three equals five. And but God is going to show grace. And then 14, uh, 86 is 14. But 14 is is life. God's going to provide them life. How is he going to do it through the fourth one, which is the door of Jesus by the by the, the gospel of grace. Then 17 is God uh, is his goodness. 17 is um, is his goodness is going to produce this salvation for them. And 11, of course, is the crowning accomplishment. And 17 is, of course, is the last that the finishing of this is going to be God's goodness providing life. OK, so God's. God's numbers are telling you a story and God's and God's words are telling you a story. OK, so you have to know and understand that God has always broken down the words, because even as you break them all the way down, when you get to the very bottom where it says eight plus two plus eight plus five plus five plus five plus four equals thirty seven. So God goes back to the original Trinity and God just from breaking down the numbers from Genesis. So then God told me the person that did this chart didn't finish it because three plus seven equals 10. And 10 means Yod, the hand of God. But break that down, one plus zero equals one, and that would be the Hebrew letter Aleph, which is the, the letter of, the, of God, okay, which every, Name of God begins with Aleph because Aleph means a leaf, the chief, the head, everything is Aleph. So it all begins with God showing his hand by creating through the Trinity, Genesis chapter one. And then Genesis chapter one gives you everything. I don't know if people understand because some people have never been through the Hebrew class where a better sheet um, in, the, in just the word better sheet. The way God wrote that one word is inside of it is the thorns in Hebrew, the cross in Hebrew, the gift to man in Hebrew. You know, all of that is in one word in Bereshit. But if you've never done the Hebrew class, you don't understand that God has been like, I'm telling you the beginning. I mean, the end from the beginning. And the word is is very complex. But the only way you're going to see how intricate it is is if you understand the hebrew and understand that each letter is a number but the story remains the same you understand so the numbers never change from the story um and that's why i tell people they say oh i'm going to do gematria be careful because you don't want to do kabbalah kabbalah is witchcraft some people are sending me stuff and saying oh they did this and they did that but they were what they were doing um uh, these witches they try to use Hebrew letters to do witchcraft, and it's called Kabbalah. And if you look at all your Hollywood stars, if you see one and they have a red string tied around their wrist, they practice Kabbalah. So they're practicing witchcraft, okay? And so in Hollywood, there's a lot of people practicing witchcraft. So if you, if you like watching some television show and they're being interviewed and they got a red string tied around, they're practicing witchcraft, okay? And that's just numerical values they're trying to use as witchcraft, okay? Because Kabbalah is very, very bad. Okay, so I wanted you guys to know, and then God wanted you to know like this. Look, 
if, I, if I'm the one that started this, who led you to discover this? If I'm the one that started breaking down the numbers, who led you to 578 equals 20, 1948 equals 22? Or for this coming year, 57882 is also 22. Who led you to that? God is like, I'm, I'm trying to use you to show people that it should be clear to them what is going on, okay? After 2020 and God giving us a sign saying, look what happened in the whole world. Look how the whole world can be subdued in less than a day, you know what I mean? Like one minute, everything was open. The next minute, boom, everything was closed and everything changed in one day, March 11th, right? And then to say, you know it's an enemy because the first time they had the swine flu in 1918, it happened on March 11th. So the, the, these same demons did it as a what? As a memorial to the first time they did it, you understand? And since 11 is always confusion, then they always do it on the 11th. Thus 9-11, thus all the 11s that, that things happen. So God is letting you know there's a war going on but look who's in charge. You know what I mean? Look who's in charge. Look who's going to come out victorious. Look whose book um, defies intelligence and defies um, uh, any scientist or any mathematician that tries to discover math in the Bible ends up becoming a Christian. Because they go, this is, this is crazy. Who... Who, who did this, you know? And uh, so anyway, that's how it goes. And uh, so God is just really showing his hand. So I want to show you today another way God showed his hand throughout the world. And, um, and we're going to be talking about uh, what I have written on the board, which is Egypt, Assyria, Babylon, Medial Persia, Greece, Rome. And then the next one will be the seventh uh, government, which will be the Antichrist or Mystery Babylon. And then the Bible says there's even going to be an eighth king, but that's going to, he's going to be the same as the seven. So all of that is history that God told before it happened. You realize when Daniel was prophesying, when Daniel was prophesying about all of these coming world powers, none of them existed yet, except for Babylon. You know that? So Persia did not exist. All of these nations did not even exist yet. But Daniel is prophesying about the, these powers coming into being and the order that they would come into being and they happened the way he said. But we'll read about that later. <coughs> anyway, um, um, we're going to look at some, some very important things in history today because somebody has also been controlling history. And just like math blows the mind Biblical math blows the mind of mathematicians. World events and history should blow our mind. Amen. Because we should go, wait a minute. The Bible has dictated all world events from the beginning. And that, and that is absolutely crazy that God told you how it was going to go. And now we're here. But that's the funny, the funny thing with, with God. God is going, yeah, but now we're here. And he says, it's just like Noah, and it's just like Lot. Yeah. 
He says, now we're here and you're telling people. And guess what? It's the same as knowing Lot. 700,000 people that, 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 that Noah preached to came to the boat at two, two weeks after it started raining. They go, like, hey, it's getting a little bit too crazy around here. I mean, the rain hasn't stopped for two weeks. Oh, yeah, that kid Noah built a boat. Let's go see what he's doing. See if we can get on, right? So it wasn't until it got too bad that they went to the boat and asked Noah, hey, can we get on, right? And Lot, of course, poor Lot, he's like, hey, God told me this is what's about to happen. And his, son, his two son-in-laws laughed at him, you know. So God is like, as plainly as I can, I'm telling them now so that they can get on the boat yep. or so that they can get out of Sodom and Gomorrah. I'm telling them plainly right now, it's time. But the amount of people that are going to listen to you are going to be very few. So um, it will come upon them and uh, tribulation will produce a lot of Christians. A lot of no, I mean, real Christians. There's a lot of Christians now. It's just like not a lot of real ones because, you know, the pastor, that last pastor that I give he's like, you know, because I wear a suit and then he saw the ring from football and stuff like that. He's I guess he figured I was just like him. So he asked me if we wanted he wanted to, me to do us to do ministry together. And then he showed his picture in front of his Lamborghini with his rings on and stuff. And I so I I I, I text uh, um uh, messaged him back. I'm sorry. I don't hang out with demons. <laughs> and uh, I said, it seems like you're more into um, materialism than you are with God. And, and your messages are all about fooling people and fake healings. And, and, and I said, I don't associate with demons. I said, enjoy your material success for now. But if you continue on this way, you're going to end up in hell. Amen. And I left that at that. And I and I and I clicked. That's a great thing I like to love about uh, Facebook. You can go deny requests. <laughs> After you deny requests, guess what you can do? You can block them. Can I block them? I was like, I don't, like, I, like I would want to hang out with you, you know, wow. <laughs> get my get me all mixed up because <laughs> I am not in it for that. OK. Yeah. So, uh, Pastor, let us know who's with us today so I can pray us in. Amen. If you pray us in, I'll let you know. You want me to pray us in first? Okay, good. Now, watch this. Watch this. Okay. Okay. The prayer that I'm getting ready to pray right now is, is the Lord's Prayer, right? Amen. Now, watch this. It's numerical value for all the greek letters in this prayer is four thousand zero thirty three okay which is exactly one oh nine times thirty seven because everything's got to be about trinity and god you understand Every because remember, I told you, like I, the example I gave you with her birthday last night, God is God is measuring everything he does by the Trinity and God. OK, so 37 is a mystery in the Bible. Um, Dr. Barry asked me one time, oh, I found something about 37 in the Bible. I said, you're going to be all day in 37 because the whole Bible 
is, is mixed in the number uh, Trinity in God. 37 is the base of the whole Bible. So the Lord's Prayer, all the words that I'm speaking to you have a numerical value of 109 times 37. Now I got to get home and figure out what 109 is. So let's pray and then we'll get started. Avanu Shabbat Shabbatim Yikadeshim Ha. Tavo Mehutecha Yi Aserot Sanaka. Be Aret Ke Asher Ne Asabe Shamaim. Tilano Hayom Lechum Huchenu. Usilaglano et Ashmetenu. Ke Asher Solechemanaknu. Le Asher Ashmilanu. Vial Tevien Le Demasa. Keim Hatsilano Min Hara. Kilacha. Hamamlaka. Vehagivra, Vehatif Eret, Leola Me, Leola Mim, Amen, Behashem Yeshua, Kanaknu Metifilim. And we are about to get started. And I want to thank all my friends that live in Israel. I'm working on my Hebrew, and uh, I'm going to start giving a little bit of Hebrew um, address to the nation of Israel starting Sunday. But I want my Hebrew to be clear, so I'm going to practice it before I say it. Praise God. So um, because this is a very important time for the nation of Israel, um, while, while it's a rapture season for the for the church um, and even for those messianic Christians, because there are Jews in the church. OK, um, for for us, it's going to be a glorious day and, and, and meeting with the Lord in the cloud. But the, a lot of the world is still rejecting Christ and they won't be rescued to the end of the tribulation by going through so much, you know, in the tribulation. It says many of them were beheaded and all of those who died. And so all of that stuff is going on. The wonderful thing about Christ is that I'm trying to save you from the swim. You understand? Like, like the whole thing with Noah was I'm preaching because I'm trying to save you from the swim. You don't have to tread water. You know, God is like, I'm trying to tell you before it happens so you don't have to go through it, you know? And so that's where we are now. And, um, and we're gonna show some more proof because God is incredible. And you know, all, with all the numbers and, and, and letters and everything and the miracles in our life, he's the same guy that put the sun in the sky. <laughs> It's like, Amen. go ahead. Yep, I'm ready for you to get started. Amen. Um, Hallelujah. Amen. So shalom from shalom from the Netherlands. Hallelujah, uh, the Netherlands. Bridge Creek, Oklahoma. Oklahoma Sooners. Indiana. Cowboys. North Sweden. Hallelujah. Temple. I'm sorry, Tampa, Florida. Okay. Burlington, New Jersey. Hallelujah. Henderson, Nevada. Yes. Cape Town, South Africa. Hey, Cape Town. Oregon City, Oregon. All right. Rollsburg, Oregon. Jeffersonville, oh, Indiana. Ducks. Nairobi, Kenya. Yes. Ohio. Wow. Uh, Nocera, Infierno, Italy. Hallelujah, Italy. Uh, Zoe Sensational from Pasadena. All the way from Pasadena? All the way from Pasadena. Hallelujah, I love them. <laughs> uh, uh, Boston, Massachusetts. Hallelujah. Sue from East Yorkshire, United Kingdom. Hallelujah. Argentina. A Bedford, British Columbia. Beth Hallelujah. and Emerson from Covina. Hey, Beth. Woo! 
That that means they're they're they're, uh, they're feeling good enough to sit up Amen. and watch. Amen. I'm I'm still praying for you still guys. Praying for, still praying. Man, Owasso, Oklahoma, Germany, Atlanta, Georgia. Yes. Parish, Florida. Yes. Salt Lake City, Utah. Yes. Virginia. Ethiopia, Virginia, uh, Jackson, I don't know, I think it's Jacksonville, Florida, but it said J-A-X, so That's ja Jackson, Florida. Oh, oh, Jacksonville. Jacksonville, Florida. Pastor Ben, hey. at the same time somebody's watching us in Oregon, huh? somebody in Switzerland is watching too, yeah. and somebody in Ethiopia is watching. Is that crazy? That's Is crazy. that insane? And in you, Germany, you, said, you said it before we started the church. He said it while we were talking. He said worldwide. Yeah, That's go ahead. <laughs> okay. Amen. It's good to see God. Yeah, do exactly what he said. Amen. <laughs> yeah. Salt Lake City, Utah, Virginia, Ethiopia, Jacksonville, Florida, Virginia, uh, Atlanta, Georgia, North Carolina, from Maine, yes. California, okay. Run, Michigan, uh, Bertram, Texas, Broken Arrow, Oklahoma, United Kingdom, South Carolina, Eagle Point, Oregon, Bridge Creek, Oklahoma, okay. Lumberg, Texas, Hallelujah. Uh, Nampo, Idaho, okay. Ontario, Canada, Hallelujah. Uh, Attica, Michigan, uh, St. Augustine, Florida, Hallelujah. Uh, Goldburn Town, England. Wow. <laughs> uh, Lee in Kansas City, Missouri. Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. Hallelujah. Salsa time. Amen. Shalom, <laughs> pastors from Brazil. Hallelujah, Brazil. North Carolina. Geneva, yeah. Ohio. Hallelujah. Delaware, Ohio. Toledo, Ohio. Ohio. Your hometown. My hometown. Trinidad and Tobago. There go. All right. Man, a white barrel. Texas. Hallelujah. Uh, Petaluma, Petaluma, California. Poland. Oh, Poland. Says wow. Hey, hallelujah. Hey, you know what, Pastor Ben? There is a young lady who's like the best opera singer in the world now. She's from Trinidad. And so I want the people from Trinidad. Her name is Janine DeBeek. Janine DeBeek, and she's an opera singer, greatest in the world right now. She's always happy to talk about her home in uh, Trinidad. Oh, so praise, praise God. God. Hallelujah. Y'all tune in, Trinidad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jefferson, uh, North Carolina, <coughs> Geneva, Ohio, <coughs> Ohio. Uh, from the Netherlands, from Bridge Creek, Oklahoma, uh, from Texas. <coughs> South Carolina, Hallelujah. Eagle Point, uh, Oregon. The Let's big what state. Uh-uh. What? Damascus. Oh, yeah? Damascus. Can you believe in, that? In Syria? Damascus. Wow. Hallelujah. From Maine, uh, Pitts, uh, Pitt Meadows, British Columbia. Hallelujah. Northampton, Pennsylvania. Uh, Cape Cape. Cape Town, South, South Africa. Africa, Texans in the house, uh, Jupiter, yeah. uh, Jupiter, Florida, Hallelujah. Uh, North Cape Town, again, a lot of South Africa, North Cape Town, uh, Fort Worth, Texas, and who else we got? Oh, Wales in the house. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> well, he said, don't be impressed. Wales in the house. <laughs> <laughs> no, come on, that's beautiful. Oregon. Yeah. Uh, 
uh, Orange, I'm sorry, Orange County, Pakistan. Yeah. From Turkey. Wow. Is that a Muslim state? Turkey is that every you know what wherever there's Muslims there's Christians wherever you, wherever it is in the world there is a, the Holy Spirit is there yes, so every every nation is getting a chance to hear the gospel Raleigh North Carolina yes uh, Coatesville uh, Pennsylvania Hallelujah Washington DC all right Fresno, DC California Amen. Ricardo uh, in DC. I gotta give him a call too. Orange County. Okay. Oh, Cincinnati, Ohio. Okay, that's Amen. your that's your town. Amen. Okay, I think uh Oh, and Waldorf, Maryland. Hallelujah. Waldorf, Maryland, and I think we got it. Okay, hallelujah. Oh, everybody. Some, oh, love uh, uh, from Turkey, Zach Wise. <laughs> Uh, Wendy, well, okay, yeah, so shalom, everybody, God bless you. Amen, hallelujah. That's it, Pastor. Okay, so we're going to learn a little bit today because there's something that I want us to know. And the first thing I want us to know is that, um, well, let's read it, let's read it, and then we'll, we'll kind of, we'll understand. Let's go to Daniel chapter 7, okay? Let's go to Daniel chapter 7. And then we'll read uh, Daniel chapter 7. We'll read um, verse 17. Why well, I didn't mark this. I don't know. All right, there it is. So wait. There it is. All right, here we go. Daniel chapter 7, since we're going to be here anyway. Daniel chapter 7, verse 17, and this is what it says. It says, the four great beasts are four kingdoms that will rise from the earth. Okay, so Daniel is, is explaining to the king his dream. And in his dream, he sees these four great beasts, right? So he tells him, Daniel, he says to the king, these four great beasts are four kingdoms that are going to arise out of the earth, okay? Now, he gets into another one where he says, you are the, the, the beginning of this. Babylon was the beginning of these four great kingdoms that were going to come and rule over the earth. But remember, God describes them as four separate beasts, okay? And so these, these four kingdoms are going to come out of the earth, but you have to know and understand something, okay? The they only one that existed at the time was Babylon. So the other three, Persia, Greece, and Rome, was God's prophecy of the other three kingdoms that are going to arise after you. You understand? So, if you go into your history books and you say, what are the, the, the four kingdoms that have ruled, the, ruled over the world? It will, it will say Babylon, Persia, Greece, then Rome. Rome was the last world 
power that existed and they existed at the time of Christ. But the Bible is, is written in Greek because at that time, you know, Greek ruled the whole world. Um, I keep telling people about uh, Ethiopia because Africa, they named the whole country of Africa, Greece, the, the, the people from Greece, when they conquered the whole world, when they conquered all of Africa, they just called it Ethiopia. So many times you'll see in the Bible, it'll refer to Cush, which God called it Cush. It'll refer to Africa as Ethiopia. Okay. And then, but, but, um, uh, before God called it Cush. And what does Cush mean in Hebrew? Black. So God's like, this is a black continent. This is where the black people are going to come from, this whole area. And then Ethiopia gets there and they renamed it Ethiopia, which means what? Dark face or burnt face people, right? So, so God is, God calls it black. Ethiopia say they're bird faced people. So we already know where all the Africans, the African, the black people in the world are going to originate from because God tells you from the very beginning. Okay. Yeah. So all of these world powers came into existence. Alexander the Great, then the Roman Empire came, the Persian Empire. All of these world powers came into existence. But let's look at um, Revelation chapter 17, verse 10. <clears throat> Revelation chapter 17, verse 10. And I'm getting there. Okay. It says, they are also seven kings. Five have fallen, one is, the other has yet to come, but when he does come, he must remain for a little while. The beast who once was and, and now is not is an eighth king, and he belongs to the seven. Nobody, people, there was people putting out things like Obama's the eighth king. It's not what this is talking about, okay? Yeah. Because people send me Bible studies, and then if I disagree, they're not speaking to me. So it has nothing to do with the American presidents or anything. It has to do with the world powers that have been in existence. So, so are you saying that there were seven? Daniel says there was only four. Now watch. On the board, I have all seven. Egypt ruled the world, okay? So they had a time where Egypt was... was the world dominant power. After Egypt, Assyria was the world dominant power. Okay. Then at the time when Daniel, when Daniel was uh, alive, Babylon, Babylonian or, or Babylon was the world power. After Babylon came Media Persia. So Media Babylon and and Media Persia are the first two during Daniel's, during Daniel's prophecy. So you got Babylon, Medio Persia, Greece, then you got Rome, then Rome disappeared as a world power. But the Bible says the Antichrist is coming back 
And Rome is going to be revived as a world power, but the God, the Bible is going to call it Mystery Babylon. So Rome is coming back uh, because there's a spirit that was in the in, in Rome that you'll that, that we'll read about in a second. And then it says the eighth king, that last beast that comes forth, is really the same as the Roman or the Mystery Babylon. It's the same beast, okay? Because as you're reading Revelation, you'll read about there's a beast came up out of the sea. There's a beast came up out of, uh, out of the, the earth. It's all that same spirit to domination of world power. OK, that's the beast. The beast is to dominate world power. OK, so let's go back to Daniel chapter two. Hallelujah. Okay, Daniel chapter 2, but I'm going to start in verse 31, okay? And the reason I'm going, because I'm going past the whole big deal with the king, because the king had a dream. And in the dream, the, the, uh, all of his astrologers and magicians were in charge of telling him, you know, the mysteries of things that were going on. So he told, he, he says, Hey, I need you guys to tell me, he says, tell me what I dreamed. And then after you tell me what I dreamed, then tell me what it meant. But if you can't tell me what I dreamed, then, you know, I'll know you're liars, right? So you have to tell me what I dreamed first, and then you got to tell me what it means, okay? Now, a lot of people don't know the history of that, but the magicians had fooled the king before by saying that the, the idols that he set up in the temple were eating the food at night. But Daniel laid down sawdust. So when, the, when, when they came in to eat the food at night, so the king believed that the, the God was real, the king saw, hey, there's footprints leading up to the food, right? So the, the king was really upset at the magicians because they pulled one on, they pulled one over on him by making them think that the idol was actually eating the sacrifices, okay? So now he's being very harsh. He's like, matter of fact, tell me the dream and then tell me the interpretation of the dream. OK, none of them are, were able to do it. So the king says, well, kill them all. You know, this is a, they, they, they're just going to try to lie to me again. So just kill them all. But Daniel comes forth and he says, I'm going to give you the interpretation of your dream. Now, listen carefully, because he's going to show you the coming kingdoms. Then he's going to show you the end. OK, it says it says in verse 31, you looked, O king, and there before you stood a large statue, an enormous, dazzling statue, awesome in appearance. The head of the statue was pure gold. Its chest and arms were silver. Its belly and thighs were bronze and the legs of iron and his feet partially iron and partially clay, baked clay. And it says, while you were watching, a rock was cut out, but not by human hands. And it struck the statue on its feet um, and the iron and the clay uh, smashed, uh, smashed them. 
um, it, it, well, it, it struck the statue and the iron and clay feet and it smashed them. And it says, then the iron, the clay, the bronze, the silver, and the gold were broken to pieces at the same time. You hear that? They're all being destroyed at the same time and became like a shaft on a threshing floor in the summer. The wind swept them away without leaving a trace. Wow. But the rock that struck the statue became a huge mountain and filled the whole earth. Did you guys hear that? That's like great news. If you understand what was just written there, God is saying all these, these world powers are coming up, this beast, but, but the rock that is, that is going to come and smash them all. And it says the Zor, the Zor is going to come. What Zor? What rock? Jesus. 296 times 3, 888. The number of Jesus, right? So he's going to come and smash them. Now, listen to the rest of this. 36. This was the dream, and now we will interpret it to the king. You, O king, are the king of kings. The God of heaven has given you dominion and power and might and glory. In your hand he has placed mankind and the beast of the field and the birds of the air. Wherever, it says, wherever they live, he has made you ruler over them all. You are the head of gold. After you, another king will arise inferior to yours. Next to, next, a third kingdom, one of bronze, will rule over the whole earth. Finally, there will be a fourth kingdom, strong as iron, um, for iron breaks and smashes everything, and as iron breaks things to, to pieces, so it will crush and break all others. Just as you saw, the feet and the toes uh, were partly uh, baked clay and partly iron, so this, uh, this will be a divided kingdom. Yet, it will have some of the strength of iron in it. And even as you saw it, iron mixed with clay, it says, as the toes were partly uh, clay, uh, iron and partly clay, so the kingdom will be partly strong and partly brittle. Okay, now, it's talking to you concerning um, the last kingdom that's going to come which is going to be Rome. And it's gonna smash all the other kingdoms and rule over the whole earth, okay? But now it gives you another prophecy that's going to happen. And let me see, I'm gonna see if I can read through this. And it says, and as you saw the iron mixed with clay, so, so um, they will mingle themselves with the seeds of man, um, 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 and they will not, and they will not stay united. So now he's telling you that in the end, when that great power comes, it's going to be mixed. It says they're going to mingle themselves with the seeds of man. Okay, 
because he's trying to explain to you because the verse right after that in 44 it says in that time or in the time of those kings right what kings the Babylonian I mean the Antichrist kings that's going to rise in the he says at the time of those kings the God of heaven will set up a kingdom that will never be destroyed nor will it be left to another people it will crush all those kingdoms and bring them to an end but it will itself endure forever you hear that so God is going to come and set up a kingdom what did God tell Jesus Christ sit here while I go and make your enemies a footstool for your feet right so now what you need to know and understand is right before this king comes and sets up his kingdom he says something's going to exist in the world what is they will mingle themselves amongst the seeds of man meaning that it's going to be just like the days of noah which they were mingled amongst the seeds of men because they had giants that lived on the earth in those days and many nephilim lived among human beings in those days only difference from them then and them now is that if if you had giants now they would they would they would try to destroy them they would you know send the military out and they would destroy them because they would know that they don't belong there but what they've done through science now is they're able to make Nephilim with people that look just like you and me. And so I tell people all the time, most of your celebrities, politicians and famous, very rich people are Nephilim. OK, and and um, they always prove it to you because in everything they do, they worship Satan. OK, so understand that it's going on right before us right now because nephilim are mixed with human beings after the tribulation it's going to become more obvious to human beings that some of these people aren't even really human okay because it will exist during the tribulation all the way up until jesus comes and god sets up the kingdom for his son okay so now we're talking about these um, world powers. And the first world power that was in the world was what? Egypt. That was the first world power that existed in the world. Now, before God could deliver the, the Hebrew people out of Egypt, what had to be displayed or destroyed? There were the ten, see the 10 plagues were not just 10 plagues. Everything that 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 uh, the plagues that God sent were gods that they worshiped. They had gods of these of these images of these things that God was showing them that these are not gods. I have control over them. OK, so there was 10 plagues and God is showing them here are your 10 gods. I'm going to I'm going to put them as judgments against you and destroy them so that you see that what you worship is not really a God. OK, so they, they send. So God sends these 10 plagues. The last of the plagues was darkness fell upon the whole earth. Right. 
and, and their biggest god was Amon-Ra, the sun god. So since God put darkness upon the whole earth, they were like calling out like, why won't Amon-Ra shine? Well, it can't because God is the true God is blocking Amon-Ra and there's nothing but darkness in the whole world. So, so while they're having darkness, the third of, of everything is dying, right? And so God destroyed their 10 gods or their 10, 10 things that they worship. He destroyed them right in front of their eyes. Then he delivered the Jewish people or the Hebrew people out of, of Israel, I mean out of Egypt. Now, God has a second time that he has to deliver the Hebrew people. And who are they slaves to now? They're, they're not slaves, but they're all about to get destroyed because the king has a henchman called Haman. And Haman is in his heart, he wants to destroy all the Hebrew people. So Haman sets up a plan how all the Hebrew people in every province, remember, the king was ruler over every province in the whole area. And he was saying, I've set it up that we can kill every Hebrew person in every province that you're king over and we'll destroy all of the, the Hebrew people um, in one day. So this was his plan. He went and told the king and then the king finds out what he's about to do and how it ends up is Haman ends up getting killed himself. Yeah. Okay. Haman gets ends up getting ki killed himself. Then God says to the queen, Esther, what else do you want me to do? And she says, hang his 10 sons as well. So before the Hebrew people got delivered, the, the beast that was trying to destroy them had to be destroyed. And, his, and the 10 sons of his also had to be destroyed. So for the second time, God destroyed 10 and delivered the Hebrew people. Yeah. Okay. Amen. Now you have another situation that arises in the world. Because with Haman, in Esther, it gives the name of all 10 of his sons that, 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 uh, that, that died, that were hung. And as it gives the names of each of them, it puts in jots and tittles the year, the year um, 5707, which is, is 1947 or 1946, depending on whether it's after September or not, right? So God says, in this year, 707, 5707, this event is going to happen again. Yeah. So Hitler arises and he's killed six million Jews. You understand? Mm -hmm. He hates every Jew. He wants to destroy every Jew. <clears throat> they come and they destroy Hitler and then they capture his 10 henchmen, the people that he had in charge of these murderous acts. And they said, what should we do to them? And they said, they said first they were going to put him on the firing range and one of the guys, the prosecutor says, that would be too good for them. Let's hang them all. Now, Esther 
in the, in the ten names of, the, uh, uh, of Haman's son, he puts in jots and tittles the year that this event's going to happen again. And it happens in the exact same year. Hitler dies, then they hang his ten henchmen. But God put it in the book of Esther thousands of years before it happened. And it puts exactly the year that it's going to happen. Yeah. And if it had happened before September, the prophecy would have been wrong. So it happened in October. We put, we put it in 5707, which is 1947 for us, but, but it was still 1946 for them. So it was 5707 on the Hebrew calendar that it happened, but it couldn't happen until after September. So the event happened in October. Amen. So God did that. When the, the last guy that got uh, hung screamed out, Purim 1946. He screams out Purim 1946. What does he know about Purim? Purim is the celebration of Esther oh, and the victory over, over Haman and his 10 sons. But the guy, last guy that gets hung yells out Purim. So God is letting them know, I just did prophecy right in front of your eyes. Okay, I just did prophecy right in front of God. With Egypt, God did it, destroyed 10. Next time he did it, Haman, I, God's like, I just did prophecy in front of your eyes. I destroyed 10 so I could deliver. Then he does it with Hitler, and he says, look, I just destroyed 10. And then now the Hebrew people are delivered. Well, guess what the Antichrist is going to have during the tribulation? 10 kingdoms. He's going to have 10 kingdoms. In 1974, they made the, the, the UN decided that they were going to separate the world into 10 economic regions. Okay, So this is a plan that has been in, installed for a long time. They're waiting for the time to separate the world into 10 economic regions or 10 world powers. Okay, Now, when Jesus comes, guess what has to happen to those 10 powers? They have to be, those 10 kings have to be destroyed. Guess what happened? Okay, now watch this. Let's go to um, Revelation chapter 17. Yes. Because see, there is an Antichrist coming. Okay, now watch this. The Antichrist is a beast. Listen, he's a beast. But he's the reemergence of the Roman beast. The Roman beast, see, they said uh, Babylon, like the bear, and then they said uh, uh, Persia, like a, 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 a leopard, and then Greece. Uh, I forget all the, the, the beasts, the beasts that, that were used. Okay, but they were all beasts. But they didn't give a name for Rome. He just said the great. Um, the great devouring beast, okay? Because it, remember, he crushed everything in its way. It had a reputation, Rome had a reputation of hating Christians. Rome made a sport out of killing Christians, mm -hmm. okay? Rome is going to be revived. Yeah. You don't want to be a Christian. <laughs> In the tribulation, when Rome is revised as the as the beast of the whole earth, because they have a a 
demeanor towards Christians that never existed before them. They made a sport out of killing Christians. Okay, so let's read this. It says, one of the seven angels who had seven bows came and said to me, come, I will show you the punishment of the great prostitute who sits on many waters. With her, the kings of the earth committed fornication and 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 the inhabitants of the earth uh, were intoxicated with the wine of her fornication then the angel carried me away in the spirit into the desert and i saw a woman on a scarlet beast who was covered with blasphemous names she had seven heads and ten horns. The woman was dressed in purple and scarlet. Who dresses in purple and scarlet? The Vatican. The Vatican, okay? So please stop with the America's Mystery Babylon. The Bible is telling you it's the Vatican, okay? So it says the woman is dressed in purple and scarlet and glittering with gold uh, and precious stones and pearls. She held a cup in her hand filled with abominable things and the filth of her fornication. This title was written on her head. Mystery Babylon, the mother of prostitutes and the abominations of the earth. Okay. In 2017, remember, we showed the picture where all of the world powers all of the major financiers in the whole world had to meet at the Vatican because the Vatican had a thing that that they had to find a way to connect the whole world to the Internet. And so they sat before the Pope and the Pope is giving them a plan to make sure that everybody is in the Internet system. OK, so why did they have to go to the Vatican, though? If all these people are billionaires all the way around the world, who is telling them they have to show up? But they all showed up. You understand? Because the, the woman that rides the beast, the beast is the Antichrist system that's coming in the world. The woman that rides the beast, who rides on the shoulders or the back of Satan, is the Vatican. Okay? This is the system that's coming into the world. I'm going to read a little bit more, but I know we're running out of time. Now watch this. It says, I saw that the woman was drunk with the blood of the saints and the blood of those who bore the testimony of Jesus. Okay, listen to what I just read. I saw that the woman who, the Vatican, was drunk with the blood of the saints and the blood of those who bore the testimony for Jesus. When had they killed Christians? The whole time that Rome exists. So they're guilty with the, for the blood of many Christians from their past, but now they're back. Okay, so if you want to know why people are being beheaded for being Christians, the beast is just re redoing what he used to do uh, before. It says, when I saw her, I was greatly astonished. And the angel said to me, why are you astonished? I explained to you, I will explain to you the mystery of the woman and of the beast she rides, which has seven heads and ten horns. The beast which you saw once was Rome. Okay, now it says now is not 
and will come again. Okay, um, out of the abyss and go into destruction. So that beast is Satan coming. That same satanic beast is coming out of the abyss. <clears throat> the inhabitants of the earth whose names have not been written in the book of life from the creation of the world will be astonished when they see the beast because he once was now is not yet he will come again. This calls for a mind of wisdom. The seven heads are the seven hills on which the woman sits. Rome sits on seven hills. Palatine Hill, uh, Escalon Hill, all of these hills, they sit on, so the Vatican sits on seven hills. So the Bible is being very specific to let you know who's riding the beast, okay? Come out of her, okay? Um, it says, uh, are seven hills on which the woman sit. They are also seven kings. There are also seven kings in the world. Who's the seven kings? Egypt, Assyria, Babylon, Persia, Greece. Okay, so look, five have fallen. One, two, three, four, five. Greece has fallen. One is, which is Rome, when he wrote this, Rome was still ruling, okay? And then yet another one is coming. Here it is, okay? Five have fallen. The other has not yet come. But when he comes, he must remain for a little while. The beast who once was um, and now is not is an eighth king. He belongs to the seventh and is going to his destruction. But God says, but he's going to destruction. So the whole Babylonian system is coming. And what's his motive, uh, motive operation? What was Rome in the beginning? Killing Christians. Okay? So the people that are landing in heaven, in Revelation, that were beheaded because of the testimony of who? Jesus Christ. The only way to have salvation during the tribulation wow is to have a testimony for Jesus Christ. Wow. So you have to have a testimony. You have to confess Christ all the way to death during the tribulation. There is no other way. The scripture says, he who, who, who is captured must be captured. He who was killed must be killed. There is no God coming to your rescue in the tribulation. Your only way to make it out of the tribulation is your death while confessing Jesus Christ. So Rome is once again going to be known for killing Christians, okay? And it's coming, but God says, but the whole system is going to be crushed by a rock that's going to destroy all of these world systems because they all belong to one beast, which is the dragon, which is Satan. They all belong to one beast, but God is going to crush them and then he's going to set up a kingdom that will last forever and the saints will take over the kingdom. You understand? So the saints will reign and rule with Christ, but not until he comes and destroy the beasts. You understand? So all of this is coming. God has told history from Egypt to Assyria to Babylon 
to Persia, to Greece, to Rome. And now he's going to he's telling you the history of the Antichrist, the mystery Babylon and the beasts that are going to be destroyed in the tribulation. Our job is to confess Christ now, yeah. live for Christ now, yeah. have oil in our lamps now yeah. so that we never have to face a beast system that is going to be be uh, uh, directed toward murdering anyone confessing Christ. And that's it for that study. Amen. Hallelujah. Awesome. Hallelujah. Amen. I think God already proved himself. How do you how do you make how you make them kill hang ten? The guy, the, the, the prosecutor was like this. We're going to line them up. If they're guilty, we're going to line them up. and We're going to shoot them all. One prosecutor stands up and go. A bullet is too good for them. Let's hang them all. I like the way he thinks. In that, it's, he, it's, like, it's like God took over his brain and said, I have to fulfill prophecy, so I need you to say this. Amen. Right? Man. What time is it, Pastor Fanny? It's question and answer time. With no. <laughs> Pastor Ben's making up a question and answer time song. I say a word. <laughs> Actually, I stole that from friends. <laughs> Yeah, but it still works. It still works. Okay, so last two days we've we've done pretty. We've given the reasons why people need to understand that we're about to leave. We've shown that God has controlled history, and and the new history is about to come. So it worked out just the way God wanted it to. I just had to flip the way I taught the message. It was beautiful. So it praise God. Just all the pieces just fall into place. It does. Everything's obeying God. It's like, uh, this guy, who was that? Oh, one of the brothers was telling me, oh, yeah, I bought some cryptocurrency. I was saying, you know, the cryptocurrency is, is patent number 666, right? So uh, if you got your money online, that means you're trusting Satan with your money. Because all of that money, cryptocurrency, is all going to be, it's all digital money, right? So if 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 you can't spend any of it unless you have the mark, then you're broke. Yeah. You understand? So you basically say, here, Satan, hold my money. <laughs> and when I need it, I'll come back and, and get it from you. Right. Or you say, well, I got it, but you need the mark to spend it. You understand? So they're just setting the whole world up like let's put all currency digital. Then nobody will be able to buy or sell unless they have the mark. Yeah. OK. It's happening right in front of your eyes. Last generation, everything is happening right here. 2022 is here. He's showing me everything is 2022, 5782, 5782. Even the one scripture that set everything in line in the Torah, I had to find one scripture. And what did the one scripture say? After the pandemic. Really? That's the one scripture that if you put it in its proper place, makes Jesus, the Holy Spirit and the church all come together. Yeah. But it's only if you find the scripture that says after the pandemic. That's pretty accurate of God. Amen. Amen. All right, Pastor, you ready? Yep. All right, man. We gotta, I hope you're ready. Okay. Uh, well, the first one is from, from Vicky Deeps. Hey, Vicky. 
Um, the age of accountability, there's two, because it says uh, when he becomes the age of accountability and Jesus was 12 at the time, so 13, and 13 is still the bar mitzvah or bat mitzvah time in Israel, 13, is called the age of accountability. But in the wilderness, God had them kill everybody that was above the age of 20. Okay, so everybody that was above the age of 20 was destroyed. So God saw that everyone that was 20 and younger was innocent. But this was the this was the reason why everybody that was 20 and younger had been born in the wilderness. Right. So they weren't and they weren't as responsible as the sin that was happening with everybody who was older than that, that. came out. Of right. That came out. Okay. So I don't know what the age of accountability is. But I'm glad we have a good God that knows how to choose, because I know there's some people in my neighborhood that was 12 that can't be in heaven. <laughs> I mean, there's some crazy kids in my neighborhood. So uh, the next question is, uh, so you said to stay away from Kabbalism. Please explain the difference between, please explain the difference from it and uh, Gematria. I guess because they're both with numbers. They're both with numbers, but one uses scripture. Gematria uses scripture to tell the story of God. Kabbalah uses numbers to, to do magic spells, okay? Because they know that the world is lined up under a star constellation, under numerical values. They know the power of numbers, okay? Because God is the one that created all of this. So they put it in a circle. They'll put those letters in a circle. If you see the satanic star, it has a circle, but the circle, it has um, uh, letters around it, um, around the circle of the Baphomet, because they're using the, the Hebrew letters to to uh, conjure up magic, okay, or, to, or, 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 or witchcraft. So this is how they operate in Hollywood. They, they, um, um, they try to use, uh, uh, and then there's a lot of Jews that think that it's really cool. So they get involved in being, get involved in Kabbalah and they don't understand that Kabbalah has nothing to do with the Torah and they should know that it has nothing to do with Torah. So be very careful when people tell you, oh, the Kabbalah said, no, the Kabbalah says it's witchcraft and it came straight from Satan. Amen. Uh, Luke 17, 34 through 36. Mm -hmm. He says, two in the bed, grinding, and two in the bed. They said, two grinding. Grinding at the mill. The field. Uh -huh. Why did he say two in it three times? I know what I think. Why did he say two, why, three times? Yeah, why did he use the number two, two in the bed, two grinding, two in the field? Why did he say that three times? I don't know. What is your, what is your answer? <laughs> what do you say, Antion? Amen. Amen. Uh, God told Noah seven days before the flood would begin. Someone, someone comes ahead of the bridegroom saying he is on his way. Do we know if we will know ahead of time uh, what uh, ahead of time that the rapture is about to happen? Yes. Yep. 
He has watchmen. Remember what we read last night yeah. in, 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 in Micah? Micah said, the day of your watchmen has come. There are a lot of watchmen that are telling you. They've been telling, you know, the fig tree's been around for a while and people have been warning that you're living in the last days for a while. So, but now that we're getting closer and closer to that 80 years and that seven year tribulation, the world is still telling you, get prepared, this is going to happen. Why are we telling you it's going to happen? Because Egypt, Syria, Babylon, what happened with the 10 kings, Haman, 1946, every prophecy has come true. Everything God has said has come true. So why should we get to this fig tree generation right before the seven years and pretend like nothing's going to happen? Amen. So you're, people are being told right now. And I'm, I'm definitely not afraid to tell you that by Rosh Hashanah, we should be gone. Amen. By Rosh Hashanah, we should be gone because 5782 will be over with. Yeah. You know, and then some people say, no, I'm never going to say a date or a time like that because, you know, they're afraid they'll lose their YouTube membership, their church membership. I don't care about losing membership. I care about warning people about what the Bible is saying con concerning the coming times. Yeah. And so the coming times, which is Rosh Hashanah of this year or summer ending September 22nd, is to me that that time where the Bible has showed you there's going to be 5782, that's 22, is going to be in this year and the harvest of the wheat, 22, is in the summertime. So I'm looking before summer, before Rosh Hashanah, but we'll see. Amen, amen. Uh, God told Noah, oh. mm -hmm. okay, why do some believers say you will be judged and left behind if you say the name, uh, if you say the name Jesus instead of Yeshua, because they're ridiculous and they're listening to demons. Oh. <laughs> Remember the guy tried to tell everybody, don't use the name Jesus, because if you use the name Jesus and you don't call him by his real name, you're calling him by the name that Satan uses. And I'm like, that is so stupid. So, uh, well, so. Pastor, but I think I left something out. Yeah. Might okay, so they said instead of, the, instead of Yeshua. Jesus. Yahusha, which is no such name as Yahusha. Yahusha. There's no such name as Yahusha. So this is the thing that's happened with Hebrew, Pastor Ben. People get into Hebrew and then they realize, oh, you say Yeshua. That's his real name is Yeshua. OK, so why do we use Jesus? Because God created 70 languages and Jesus is his name in English. <laughs> Duh. Right. Uh -huh. Okay. I'm at I'm at a, a, a synagogue. And everybody's calling me holy. I'm like, I know you guys know I'm a Christian, but you don't have to call me holy. And it's like, no, dummy. He says holy means Sandy in Hebrew. Right. So so nobody's calling me holy. It was just said. So then when I come in, they say, hey, holy. Then I would go, OK, they're just calling me Sandy. I don't mind because I know it's just another language, but the same name. My friend in, in, in Hawaii. Kiyoki. I'm like, Kiyoki? Why are they calling you Kiyoki, George? It just means George in Hawaii. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> so Jesus doesn't mind if you call him Jesus if you're Spanish. And he don't mind if you call him Jesus if you're English. Amen. And if you're Jewish, you can call him Yeshua. 
Okay? So in Arabic, they call him Esau. Same thing. Okay. That's good. Uh, here's a question. Uh, has Pastor Ben ever cast out a demon? If not, has he ever done a miraculous miracle with the Holy Spirit, healing, prophecy, etc.? Yes to all of those. I'm going to say yes to all of those. I'll tell you of a couple, okay? One time a guy came in here all tattooed up, like face tattoos, neck tattoos, all the way to the fingers, and he was acting crazy, like wouldn't stop moving, wouldn't stop talking, and Pastor Ben spoke directly. The demon that's in there, shut up. Be quiet in the name of Jesus and don't say another word. Says, you are here because God is trying to save this person's soul. If that demon get out of here in Jesus name and do not come back here. And the guy with the tattoo sat right there and didn't say a word and listened to the whole message. And then we prayed for him after. And then we didn't see him for a while. One night he shows up, still all the facial tattoos, yeah, I've been going to this church over here. They've been discipling me. I've just been into the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to thank you. I remember I came in that night. I was like, that's the same guy, Pastor Beard. So that, that happened, okay? Amen. Um, I won't tell you about the, the, the little girl that, that was born with cancer. And Pastor Ben said, don't worry about it, Pastor Sandy. The Lord said she's going to be healed by the end of this particular time. And I knew that date was the 27th of April. By the end of the, 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 the Omer count, by the end of the Omer count, he said, she's going to be healed. By the time they finished the Omer, on the exact day, they called the parents and, say, and said, she's completely cleared of cancer. She can, she can go home. And I would say, Pastor Ben, that's the same date you told her. Okay? So I could go on and on about Pastor Ben. And that's why I say on Sundays when he's doing prayer and you were questioning prayer, I know that's his anointing. OK, so I don't mess with him because <laughs> I know he, he operates under a, a different anointing than myself. My, my teaching, my anointing is teaching the word, the, the word of God. His anointing is prayer. And when he speaks, um, uh, uh, the, the spirit, the spiritual atmosphere listens because that's his anointing. OK. I don't try to do his job, and he don't try to do mine. Amen to that, brother. <clears throat> Amen. Amen. Um, why did God allow stoning in the Old Testament, even unto women? I have no idea. I have no idea. That's something that I'll have to ask God. I don't even really want to ask him when I get there. I just want to get there. But I'm going to tell you something that God showed me and that someone confirmed. Um, he confirmed this and this was, this was really this is beautiful to me and it got confirmed by twice a person was in the airplane a person was in the airplane and they said um, um, they saw themselves they knew that the plane was going getting ready to go down right and they were on the phone and they were talking like the plane's going down, then of sudden, all of a sudden they stopped talking, okay? The plane finally went down and crashed, right? So I was like, God, Lord, what, what happened there? He said, I took them out before the plane crashed. You took them out before the plane crashed? Yes, because I didn't want them to go through 
the pain. He says, not the, the Lord told me that's not the first time I've done that. He says, I see my children about to go through pain and I snatch them out before their body hits the thing. So they never feel it. Their body just dies, but they never feel it because I snatched them out before. Okay. So God has always taught me a lesson. Like his children, like your children, you wouldn't want to see them go through pain. God will pull you out before it happens. Before the whole thing happens. Robert Bernard said that when they were tormenting him, his spirit was right there and his body was there. And he said he saw what they were doing, but he said he never he never felt anything. He said God put that inside of us somehow as a miracle that you don't have to um, endure what's going on. Right. So when it comes to like things like that in the Bible, or people dying or th people going through this or that, you can only die once, okay? Once you die, it don't matter what they did to your body after. It's like, I'm going to kill you, then I'm going to break your arms, and then, no, after you kill me, I'm done. You know, you can break my arms, slice me to pieces, do I'm up here. Hey, I'm up here. <laughs> right? So God has taught me a very valuable lesson about death and about punishment. If it's your children, you snatch them before they go through the pain, right? Amen. He says he does it all the time. He doesn't say he's he done it once or twice. He said that plane incident was just one of the many times I've done this. Well, I'll snatch my child out of their body because I know they're about to go through pain so that they don't feel it. Amen. Okay? Amen. What is the proper definition of Elohim when God said let us create man Elohim means God's I am on the end of the Hebrew word is an S so Elohim is God's okay but now it says Elohim bara which bara is a singular word because like if you don't know Hebrew if I say a plural word I have to follow it with a plural definition, right? So if I say Elohim, I, I would have to say Baraim because I have to use an S on both of them as a rule in Hebrew to let you know this is a plural and this is a plural. But in the Hebrew, it says Elohim bara. So God's, but the creation created bara means that that's God is a singular because the script, the, the Hebrew considers God to be a singular, even though it's spelled with an S, the Hebrew considers it to be a singular. How do we know? Because it doesn't say Baraim, it says bara. Okay? So it's so the Trinity of God is Ahad, one, as the Bible says, and Ahad is one, and he bara, he he created everything. So Elohim is a plural word, means God's. But Barah makes him makes Elohim a singular person. So, Shmai Israel Eloheinu Echad. Okay, Amen. he's one. God is one. In Jeremiah fifty, verse eighteen, is Babylon the USA, and is this the destruction of Damascus? We will see this 
Will we see this prior to rapture? Babylon is not Mystery Babylon unless, ba unless I mean, uh, uh, America is not Mystery Babylon unless America sits on seven hills um, and unless uh, America's colors are purple and scarlet. That's the only way that they can be Mystery Babylon. OK, because God describes them so that you'll know who they are. OK, so now if you go to the Vatican and, and they're having a big event, everybody's going to be dressed in purple and scarlet. Why? Because Revelation is telling you that Mystery Babylon is dressed in purple and scarlet. OK, you go to is you go to uh, uh, the Vatican and you say, I want to visit the seven hills that are around the Vatican. They'll take you to the Esquilon Hill, the Palatine Hill. They'll take you to all seven of the hills that's around the Vatican. So God does a great job of describing it so you don't make a mistake. Then some goofball with a YouTube goes, America is Mr. Babylon. And then we just go, oh, he's right. <laughs> Play this. So I was like, study the word for yourself and you'll see that it's impossible for America to be mystery Babylon. Could America become part of the beast system? Yes, because the world is going to be split into 10 unions and America may be part of that 10 unions. OK, so and I but I don't know. Like I said, there's no such thing as America in, in the book of Revelation. Amen. Do you think do you think the chopped off heads of Christians will be used in um, AI? Robotic, pineal gland, and brain, AI, artificial intelligence. I don't know. I don't care what them people are going to do when I'm gone. Tell you the truth, I really don't. I, I, I know they got a lot of plans, but when I'm gone, I'm on my honeymoon. You know how it is when you're on your honeymoon? You don't be thinking about nothing, huh? You're like, you're just sitting on the beach, you forgot you have bills. You don't sit and think about it. you just think about honeymoon. Maybe you look good today. That's all you think about. When we gone and we own our seven years with Jesus Christ, I'm not going to be thinking about earth at all. They got plans, don't care. They got bigger plans than that. Yeah. I'm telling you right now, we could sit and talk about their plans all day, but it, it, it doesn't make me happy, so I don't think about it. <laughs> Who is the beast in Hosea 13? Let's see. Hosea chapter 13, there's a beast. What chap what verse is it in? Uh, just at uh, Hosea 13. Ooh. I don't see the word beast in there. I don't know, I have to look it up. Email me. And we can talk about it, but right now I don't see it. You'd have to be specific with the scripture. Pastor Sandy, here's, here's something. Okay. I think someone close to me is a Nephilim. Okay. Are there any physical characteristics that they have that will help me determine if they are? Satanic behavior in everything they do. They will not listen to anything about Jesus. It makes them very irritable. Um, they drink blood because Nephilim, that they crave blood. It, and not just they crave blood, to, to, they crave to drink it. Human flesh, they crave the, uh, eating human flesh. 
So these are all Nephilim things that they do. But the biggest thing they do is everything that they do is about worshiping Satan. Like Kanye West, he qualifies. Okay? The Clinton's daughter, she, okay. quali she qualifies. Okay? Uh, so, um, and all of them, when they talk about, oh, they, they uh, what's that, that, that big ball that they give every year and they have a body, a human body on the thing, shaped, shaped in the form of a human body, but they have it on the, so you can cut it, cut the cake, but it looks like a human body. And it, it's a big ball that all the celebrities go to and they dress weird every year, okay? And all of those celebrities are Nephilim at that. You might have one or two maybe regular humans, but most of them are big celebrities and they're all Nephilim who go to that ball. And I can't think of the name of it right now, but it's crazy. Wow. That's where the Nephilim meet every year to dress up, worship Satan, and do their thing. Wow. After the rapture, Moses makes it super obvious that the Bible is true. So why don't people believe? I mean, people wouldn't literally vanish before their eyes. Or would have literally <clears throat> vanished before their eyes. Why won't they believe? Oh, they will believe. A matter of fact, Revelation chapter 7 says um, they looked and they saw a, a, a great multitude of people in heaven with white robes on. Okay? And they were praising God. And, and the angel came and said, who are these people and where did they come from? And he says, these are those who have come out of the great tribulation. So obviously, some people started confessing Christ and being willing to die for Christ because they're realizing now, oh my goodness, that rapture they used to talk about, remember he disappeared? It's true. Now look what's going on. These Nephilim, they're real. It's true. The angels are flying in the sky telling people to preach and preaching the gospel. It's true. So once they see all of the things going on during the tribulation and demons walking around, they're going to see a different world. It's going to be, it won't be as hard to say, I believe in Jesus, because believing in Jesus is your only escape to get you to heaven in a white robe. And they will say, where did they come from? They came out of the great tribulation. And it says those who have been beheaded um, also were given resurrected bodies. But they had been beheaded because they did not believe, take the mark of the beast, and they did not worship his image. Amen. So a lot of them are, are going to be saved during the tribulation. I just don't want to be here. Amen. From Hilda, she says, I thought 2022 did not officially end until Nissan 2023, early spring, on God's uh, uh, Levitical calendar. Is that incorrect? Thank you, brother. No, that is correct, but that would not be summertime, and that would not be in 5782, because 5782 turns into 5783 after Rosh Hashanah. Okay? So everything that is prophesied, that the rapture is for 5782, which is before Rosh Hashanah. So in 2022, in the summertime, before... 5782 is finished, it's 2022, okay? Yeah, yeah, it will still be 2022 on our calendar, and for God, that, that actual year doesn't end till Nisan, but for the Hebrew calendar, which he's prophesied, 
that Christ, that Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and the church is coming together is 5782 and 2022. So, we're there. So, um, question. Did you, does Pastor Sandy know rest is mentioned 257 times in the Bible, and it also, and it also, of numerical value of gathering. Rest? Rest is mentioned 257, 257 times. And the numerical value of, of it, 257, equal gathering. From 151? Is that the numerical value, 151? No, the numeric is, no. Because rest, rest is like 58, like Noah, right? Well, they, they say it's mentioned 257 times, so I'm thinking that 257 equals no, no, uh, 151 equals gathering. But I'm going to look it up. I'll look it up when I get home, and then we'll clear this up. Email me. Amen. Oh, and you're trying to figure out what party that was? That yeah. Tiana uh, uh, said it's the Met Gala. The Met Gala. All the Nephilims meet every year at the Met Gala. And, you know, rather it's Lady Gaga or whatever, every, every finance Nephilim, every banking Nephilim, they all meet at the Met Gala every year and then they have a big cake of a human body on the thing and then everybody gets to slice a piece of the human body pretend like they're eating a human it's a big sick thing but if you know if you have a favorite singer you know secular singer um yeah they're probably and some some gospel singers are there too so yep i'm sure kirk is there so it's a lot of things going on now i do want to explain this to you at, at the risk of sounding completely nuts <laughs> if you don't already think i have okay say say um say i'm a, a nephilim right and there's someone who's famous and who's really human that becomes famous and I'm attracted to them. I say, since I look human, can you set me up with her, okay? You set me up with her um, and then um, we, we begin attracted, then you take her away and you kill her and you clone her, then you bring me back her clone and then now I'll be her handler so that she doesn't go crazy but people think it's the same person but it's not the same person. It's the clone of the person that, that you brought to me and killed. Okay. I'm just telling you this goes on. Cuckoo for Cocoa Pops. But it goes on. It goes on right in front of you. Even Dave Chappelle's cousin said, I don't know who that person is in that body, but that ain't my cousin because they couldn't tell me about things that we should both know about. Okay. But remember Dave Chappelle left, very skinny guy, yeah. left, went to, because he didn't want to be a part of the Nephilim. Then all of a sudden he comes back, he's getting a little broke, and he says, let me go and talk to them. And then all of a sudden he shows up again, he's all muscular. And then you got like, man, Dave Chappelle put on some, is he doing steroids? What's he? <laughs> no, but we don't know what happened, okay? But now he's very cooperative, and he'll do anything that Hollywood wants him to do. So, yeah. And then last question, Pastor, because we are out of time. Uh, did you notice in Genesis that the scripture about the <coughs> back to Noah changed from olive branch to leaf? Remember, uh, yeah. there will be a famine uh, of God's word. The changes may be uh, 
I don't know about that. But I know I know the, the, the dove did leave and did not come back. And I, I do see that as a prophecy of the church. Amen. Yeah. All right. Well, praise the Lord. Let's pray out. And then we can go home. And um, our friends can finish their vacation. Go get some good food. So you guys just decide to get, up, get away for the week? For, for a couple of days? Oh, it's your birthday? Oh. Happy birthday to ya. Happy birthday to ya. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. <laughs> hey. Okay, Pastor Ben, calm down. <laughs> calm down. <laughs> That's awesome. Praise God. Well, it's good. All right, let's pray out. And praise God. Okay. And Aaron and Moses were told by God, he says, when you see my people, make sure you bless them by giving them these words. Tell them the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Shalom, everybody. And I hope the rapture is on you, Praise God.